Hello everyone and welcome back to the Underground Mess Hall, Finn McHale here. Today we are going to be discussing the Jacksonville Jaguars firing of head coach Urban Meyer. I will also be discussing my thoughts and opinions on Trevor Lawrence and potential moves going forward for the Jaguars organization. The most shocking thing that I can say that comes about Meyer's firing is that it happened sometime between late Wednesday night, December 15th, 2021, and shortly after midnight on December 16th, 2021. Why do I say it's shocking? Well, the firing was shocking to me as I believe that Urban would get the opportunity to finish the season and potentially an opportunity to change up his coaching staff. This is also because Jacksonville is actually a patient organization, which usually gives its personnel an extra year to try and figure it out. However, the shock was immediately washed away after not only looking at the Jacks' past few games, but also the laundry list of issues that Urban created. To start, we have the questionable decision to hire Chris Doyle as the Jaguars' director of sports performance in February. This was a highly criticized hire of Urban's, as Doyle was on administrative leave from the University of Iowa due to allegations of racist behavior and mistreatment of players based on race. There was also the questionable move to bring in Tim Tebow as a tight end for the Jaguars in the spring offseason. This was another highly criticized move, as Tebow had not played in the NFL since 2012. Many saw this as a way for Urban to drum up publicity for the Jaguars, and Tebow, predictably to many sports journalists and fans, did not make the 53-man roster. Then in July, Urban was fined $100,000 as well as getting the Jaguars fined an additional $200,000 for OTA violations. This even cost the organization two OTA days in 2022. Then we have the big one, the week four loss to the Bengals and the ensuing fiasco in which Urban did not fly back with the team. He was subsequently caught on camera dancing with a much younger woman who was not his wife at a bar. This led to him being laughed at behind his back and following team meetings by players. This was the incident in which Jaguars owner Shad Khan was prompted into making a statement which stated that Urban needed to regain our trust and respect. We also have his bad habits in how he treats his own players. He threw Trevor Lawrence under the bus for not wanting to do a QB sneak, saying he wasn't ready. Lawrence disputed this, saying he was ready. There is also the Marvin Jones incident, in which he walked out of the facility due to Myers' criticisms of the receiver group. To add context, Jones is one of the much more mild-mannered and respected veterans in the Jaguars team. You also have Urban's wild debacle regarding the situation with running back James Robinson during the Rams game. He apparently told the RB coach Bernie Parmalee to not let James back into the game after he fumbled in a game-opening drive, despite having earlier said he pulled him out due to injury-related issues. It wasn't until Lawrence said anything about it did James get put back in. Urban was also reported to have blasted his coaching staff, who he hired, by the way, saying that they were losers and he's a winner. Finally, I want to discuss the kicker incident during the preseason. Urban kicked his kicker, Josh Lambeau, during stretching exercises and told him to make his effing kicks, in front of everyone. Lambeau got up and went back at him for kicking him. Lambeau described the kick as a 5 on a 1 to 10 scale, so this was not a friendly jab or a love tap. Urban then told Lambeau to talk with him in private about his concerns with how he was coaching, despite the fact that Urban blatantly kicked him in front of everyone. Now, Urban has apologized to Jacksonville and has tried to give some context in his own view about some of these situations. He said that kicking Lambeau did not go the way it happened, and that two other players came forward and said things went differently than Lambeau reported. However, these two players have not been named. There's also the way in which he denied the Marvin Jones argument. However, Jones himself made a statement saying that they handled it like grown men, but he wasn't exactly clear on whether they had an argument or not. Urban also claimed that the James Robinson issue during the Rams game was due to miscommunication. Now, while there may be some gray area there, I would say to take all this with a huge grain of salt on Urban's end. 
I say this because he was stated by the Jaguars to have been fired with cause. This means that they don't intend to pay Urban the rest of his contract, which could be up to around $48 to $60 million in total. Now, while we don't know the details about his contract, we can make a pretty good hypothesis on what kind of clause the Jaguars are invoking. It is most likely a morals or standards clause, as contracts at this high a level of position would contain these types of clauses. Given all of the issues and statements where Urban failed to gain the trust of the organization and locker room, they are most likely going to use this clause. If this is the case, this is Urban's ego and lack of accountability coming into play again. Having said all this, two things have become clear about Urban Meyer in the NFL. One, he did not adjust to being on equal footing with his players and lost the locker room. Two, his lack of accountability made it tremendously difficult for anyone to trust him. Shad Khan made the right decision to fire him. Urban thought he could bulldoze his way through the NFL like he did in college. That was never going to work. You are not dealing with kids anymore like in college. You are dealing with the most alpha of alpha males now who are also millionaires or making six figures at a minimum playing in the NFL. Urban flat out failed to adjust on being on equal footing with them. He could not get over his ego and thus refused to take accountability for his failures. This showed in his last four games where the Jaguars didn't even appear competitive. Urban's issues extended to the point where he was toxic for the organization. His toxic behavior was even pointed out by Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence had made statements saying that the drama in the building needs to stop. Well, the drama starts with Urban, and it's now time for Lawrence to be able to progress now that the drama has been fired. Speaking of Trevor Lawrence, some have suggested that his play has regressed in the past four to five games. Currently this season, he has nine touchdowns and four interceptions with a passer rating of 68.9, on 2,735 passing yards. While there may be some truth to him regressing, I believe it is more likely that Urban's toxicity and failure to regain the locker room is what led to the regression of the team. To be clear, I believe the team suffered under Urban's toxicity and it in turn showed itself onto the field as the players did not seem motivated to play for Urban. It may have also affected Lawrence's first year of trying to learn and become a leader in the NFL. This is where the silver lining for not only the Jaguars, but also Lawrence appears. Let's say that the Jaguars either go 2-2 or two or 1-3 these final games, but they make them competitive and Lawrence balls out. This is all hypothetical. But that would not only show me, but show everyone that by getting rid of Urban Meyer, the team can and will be competitive going forward. This would also allow Lawrence to flourish as a leader on the field way more effectively and grow. I don't think he is bad right now. I believe we need to give him another year under a coach that has the locker room in Lawrence's respect. The biggest thing Lawrence needs right now is the right coaching staff going forward in order to mentor and support him correctly. Lawrence is a generational and lifetime talent who has a great arm and is super mobile. But do you know who else was just as talented and super mobile? RG3. He did not get the proper coaching staff and thus was done after three years, because his coaches did not support him smartly and properly. He got injured and thus his career was over. Hell, Lamar Jackson finally got injured and he's a super mobile quarterback who's an amazing talent as well. Here's the difference. Jackson has John Harbaugh, an extremely smart, supportive, and great coach and mentor. Lawrence needs the right coaching staff so he, that he does not end up as another RG3, but as a Lamar Jackson going forward. I'm not saying that they're the same type of quarterback. I'm saying that they need 
the environment that Lamar Jackson has, or at least more comparable to Lamar Jackson, than RG3 did. Speaking of going forward, the final item I want to talk about is the very near future of the Jaguars' head coaching position. Bucky Brooks of Fox Sports made three really good recommendations the Jaguars could pursue, these being Jim Caldwell, Dan Quinn, and Doug Peterson. While I do think that these coaches would fit in very well for Jacksonville, I want to push for Eric Bieniemy, the offensive head coordinator for the Chiefs. While he did shop around last year for a head coaching job and unfortunately did not receive one, I think he's got a few things going for him. For one, he's well-respected by his peers and players around the league. Two, his recent resume of hosting three back-to-back AFC championships, a Super Bowl win, and back-to-back Super Bowl appearances doesn't hurt. Thirdly and finally, he would be coming out of Andy Reid's tree, and he himself is an offensive-minded head coach. This would be an excellent system and coach to pair with Trevor Lawrence. Now, while there might be some doubts with the enemy as a head coach, maybe it's because he's too soft-spoken and he might be not be seen as a leader, we won't know that until we see him as a head coach. Shad Khan, in my opinion, should pick up the phone and be calling Bienemy yesterday. I think if Bienemy is that coach who will be the right mentor and coach for Lawrence, this would be a super dangerous pair to go up against, especially in the near future, within the next three to five years if this happens. But we're going to have to wait and see. That's just what I'm pushing for. So with that said, this has been a Bandolier Core production. Finn McHale, signing out.